start this one. I can't start it. Okay. I mean, I can, but it's awkward. Fine, I'll start it. Hi, I'm Steve. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, I'm TV's Michael. <laughs> and now you can feed into your intros, Steve. <laughs> this is 60 Cycle. I'm the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. I was thinking about a new tagline for the show that would be shorter earlier today. And it's just... Dude, I've got this one memorized. It took me 271 well, episodes. Well, just let me pitch this. Just let me pitch this. We'll just say, your guitar friends on the internet. Welcome to 60 Cycle Hum, your guitar friends on the internet. The guitar people you can trust. It just sounds so, <laughs> sounds so chummy. Your guitar friends on the internet? I don't know. That's what we are, right? We're your, your best guitar buds. We're your guitar friends on the internet. Uh, this, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, those guys you don't tell your wife about. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty the, good too. The, the sixty cycle hum boys, you tell her not to worry about. <laughs> that would be a good meme. Like it would the, be the podcast boys that, that she tells you not to worry about. The podcast boys that are her dad. The podcast boys that are her ex. Okay, who are each of them? We gotta build this. We the gotta. Boys, we can do this. <laughs> the boys you tell her not to worry about are uh, the guys from the Radio Lab. Okay. Oh, we're doing real, real. Those podcasts, are guitar boys. Guitar Those are just podcasts. podcast boys. Oh, the regular podcast boys. I'm so sorry. I thought we were. I thought we were doing a thing. Or girls. Yes. I didn't mean to sound exhausted. People, when I said that. dudes, the guitar dude, the podcast dudes, guitar people, guitar podcast people. Well, let's guitar start. People. Let's start this episode. What's new, guys? Oh man, same as it ever was. I got a. I got. <laughs> there's water at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, I got a new pedal. That's my what's new. What Steve new pedal, had new pedals have? last week. Yeah, I did. Uh, we had Matt from Ren and Cuffin. Oh, it came uh-huh. with a pencil. Oh, that would be perfect for that uh, that sponsorship that I, I haven't <laughs> done anything with. The pencil holder. The pencil holder. Watch. By the time this airs, you're going to be like neck deep in pencil that holders. <laughs> I haven't opened this yet. That offers why is there, Why does he send a pencil? That's because this is adorable. I'm going to mark your settings, right? Yeah, because this thing has literally oh, right. three million different ways to set it up. Yeah, you got you got note space. Yeah, and a pen that says a pencil that says Ren and Cuff. He basically told me that this is it's beautiful, like a muff, so that they don't ever have to release modified muffs ever again. <laughs> because this Genius. is this is all of them. Like, no way! Oh, this is every like modification you could make to a muff. Oh, I want one. It's like three million different possible combinations, and that's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. It's in the millions. The muff to end. All muffs. But he came over and we were playing around with this thing. And it was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a muff. And then all of a sudden he'd flick a few switches. And it sounds like the craziest, nastiest, like gated 60s fuzz you've ever heard. That's so cool. And like little things change, little things like, oh, that just feels a little different. And then things like will dramatically change. Dramatically. Dramatic. <laughs> Sincerely Are you serious <laughs> right now? I'm being my, serious. My favorite guitar player is Jay Dramascus. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably love this pedal. <laughs> It's, it's like, pretty cool. It's like his whole cabinet full of big muffs just but in one pedal. I'm afraid I'm afraid that once I dial something in, like never to change it again cuz I'll never get back well, to it. Well, that's why you got to write down your settings. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Gosh, Ryan. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm glad that he he did send that to me. So that's my what's new. You got anything new, Steve? I you know what? I thought I had something new for this episode. And then it got old. Uh but I don't know what it was. Maybe oh. Huh. I forgot. What, what about was. you, Mike? Anything new happened in the week uh, since you've been here? In the in the uh, ensuing week, 
since I was last on. Uh, Isn't I, for it the, weird for the how home we all listeners, showed, I winked. Isn't it weird how uh, we all showed up with the same clothes? Well, I put on the same clothes just just to like to remind myself of last week. My ah. laundry day is every Tuesday, so yeah. I yeah. I just like this shirt. Uh, no, uh, I I'm having uh, Adam of Satellite Amplifiers replace the two tens in my Hellion with a big old fifteen because I love big fifteen inch speakers. Damn, so much. Lots of bass. Lots of lots of big sounds. Lots of mm, rumble. Al- I've always wanted to have a fifteen inch speaker in something. They're like, glorious. I wanted to get the uh, the Fender Excelsior. That had a 15 in it. I have one of those and I love it. It's one of it's my favorite amps ever. Yeah, I saw that you absolutely. have. I saw that you have a, a Surfer Jets pin on your coat. When you oh, came I in. love. I love they, the Surfer Jets. They use, so much. They use Excelsiors. Mm-hmm. Great sounding amps. They're they're one of my favorite bands, and I, I so love good. them. They're so coming much. to San Diego. Yeah, I'm I'm August? coming to that show. I'm gonna be there. I can't wait to hang. Again. I should really try to go. I think it's Casbah, right? And then they're doing mm-hmm. Tiki Oasis. You should just oh. get your band booked on that show, Ryan. Oh man, we play two I times a year. It wouldn't be fair for us. That to... could be one of the two times. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it. Got to do it. Shout out to uh, to Shermie. Good bud. You hey, look Shermie. very cool. You look. Cool. She, she's in the Surfer Jets. Is why. Okay. She's your friend. <laughs> yeah. I know her. I messaged, I messaged them once, and I was like, hey, if you guys ever want to do anything with the channel or you're ever in town, let, let me know. And then, like, they, they were – oh, I was asking them to send me a song when their, when their album came out for us to play at the end oh, of, right. a, oh. of the episode. And then they – then nothing came of it, and they didn't mm. follow up. And I was like, I don't want to write them again because I don't want to seem like – that you guy. Can't seem desperate in the podcast game. People but, smell that like, on you. I bet – I mean, let's let's be honest about who they are. They're they're ripping amazing guitar players, an amazing mm-hmm. surf band that has earned their place in being a known band right now. Absolutely, uh, they're a band full of attractive women, and I don't want to be that. I don't want to come across as like a guy who's writing them because of that. I'm legitimately like, like I love your music and I want to like feature you on the show and I want to like like interact with you. As like a guitar channel, if I can. Also, I want to say that the Surfer Jets do band uniforms better than oh, anybody has ever done um, band but uniforms. But that's like a surf a band thing. It's like people sure, do uniforms. But, but in my experience going to surf shows, it always like, and no offense, but it always boils down to Hawaiian shirts. But they are. Well, I'm go, wearing one going, right now. I, that's why. But that's I don't wear I it in my no band. Offense. I don't wear it in my band. That is why I said, I said okay. no offense. Okay, you no, can't take offense. I said it. None offense taken. Good. <sighs> Uh, but they do it better than anybody. No offense. Can we talk about the American Civil War? They do the whole. <laughs> they do the whole shebang. This the the look they the nail kit it and caboodle like their gear. Their gear is like part of the whole. look. I only it's know amazing. that Britney Spears cover they did. It's great. That's such a good cover. Yeah, they did Toxic, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good one. God, they're so good. Surfer Jets, write me back. Send me a song. We'll play it on the podcast. We're actually almost out of songs also. So if you're just a listener, you can also send us songs. Believe it or not, uh, I brought you 10 songs ah. on a CD. Is it the which, full song or is it like that like little the data version? The hit clips, you mean? The hit clips. The data thing. The data thing. <laughs> data sings the hits. Hit clips. So is it cool? I would buy that CD. I would buy that. Give me Brent pull, Spiner. Uh, if we pull a track off of this, is that cool? Give yeah. me Brent Spiner or give me I mean, death. I'll, I'll double check, but yeah, should be good. I mean, if you think it's we cool, love the promotion. we can do it right now. Well, not right well, now. Well, not right, right now. now. Exactly. That's why I said I will check. 
because I'm it's gonna, not going to happen. Are we going to open up the I'm plug gonna... bag or what? <laughs> no right. one caught that reference. The plug bag? Yeah. What's yeah, a plug bag? listen to that show, I guess. What show is what that? What show are you talking about? Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, oh, I've never seen yeah. it. It's not a C thing. It's a listen thing. I've never... Well, I guess they, they did have a TV show. I've never they? seen it. Oh, t- they did have a TV show. I know show. they had a TV show. Yeah, it is a podcast as well. Yeah, I don't have anything new, man. Well, that's fine. Are, are we still are on we what's new? new? I don't know. You know what's you great want to talk about this, this topic? particular CD is that you can tell that I dropped it on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of quality you can expect from me. This guy. That guy. Should we jump into our first? Uh, Let's just thing. jump into it. Just Both jump right feet. in. Both feet. <laughs> All right. This is the uh, Fender Alternate Reality 66. Love it. You yeah. love it. I absolutely love it. I right. wanted. I wanted your opinion on it, and you hadn't mentioned. You hadn't uh, chimed in pre-show or anything like that. You're a big offset guy, obviously. Yeah. This is an offset. Uh, it's based on the shape of a bass. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was wondering if, if that would be odd for you, but you love it right out of the gate. Hey, can I? Can I? You got? Do I have stuff on my? Uh, yeah, there you go. How many? You got, got some beer How many pics are in your beard? <laughs> Someone wanted us to try to put as many pics as we could in our in our beards. Let's see if I can. Ah, oh, if only my beard was still long. Mine's. I don't think mine's long enough. No, it's not nope. going to stick. Not going to work. So what? That do you, dog what, don't hunt. What do you love about this guitar? I love the body shape. I've always wanted a jazz bass guitar, and I think they've nailed the shape uh, and the feature set here. Although, I will say that personally, I find the HSS configuration a little bland. I think they could have done a little more in keeping with the jazz bass theme. They I could agree. have just done two pickups. You know, two mm. two single coils like a Mustang single coil would look really good. But I on think that. this is going to be more playable for more people. Oh, I, absolutely, I don't deny that this I is a very the, like germane sort of pickup compliment. But. I think the really obvious go on this would be with a with the jazz bass body would just to be to drop either a pair of Jag pickups or just a pair of Strat pickups. Jag pickups would make so much but sense. But just two, yeah. Like you just do, or just like two. like you know, do the dual sonic configuration mm-hmm. though. I think as soon as you angle them, you kind of lose the jazz bass angle a little yeah, too. Yeah, the angle would be more of an offset thing. Well, but, uh, I mean, it is offset, but more of like a traditional right. Mustang thing. And like, I mean, I was looking at some different places where people were like, well, they should have just like tooled a completely new pickup for this that looked like a what? jazz bass pickup was a different size. For and obviously, no. for obvious reasons, that's not going to happen. For an import guitar, that the cost of doing that would be so prohibitive. Yeah, that invent they would never a new release. pickup. Yeah. But I think it would have made a, you know, a lot more sense to figure out, like, not just we're going to shrink this body down, but, like, I don't I'm think sure the, I don't sure think the that, point like, ever was like let's make this look like a bass, but really it's a guitar. The yeah. point was like, what if they had designed the shape to to be a guitar shape before it was a right? Bass but shape? I think H HSS is like the most boring pickup configuration you can put in this body. Uh, so I agree with that. Like I think a str- like just a I think a tele old- loadout would have been the worst. I think the HSS is better than a Tele loadout. Oh, okay. that, that sure. was my main problem with the original Meteora was yeah. that it was too much like a Telecaster. I really wanted something different. And the new version, the two humbucker version, is it, a lot cooler. I, yeah, I think totally. they've nailed it there. Um, I'm still trying to get this pick so, in my beard thing this? to happen. I had an odd direction to discuss this. Please. Uh, that goes into like a totally different topic. Um it seems like Fender has been coming out with these smaller runs 
of like various like unique guitars for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the whole time that I've been playing guitar, like it always seems like they have some sort of new thing out that's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna you know who knows how many they make? Maybe they make a thousand of them, and then they just move on to the next thing the next year. Mm-hmm. I feel like what they're trying to do or what they're gonna do, whether they know it or not, is they're gonna end up with. Because let's say like one in three million people who pick up guitar become famous. Okay. Say, that might be accurate. Say one of those people gravitates to one of these style instruments, something other than a Telecaster or a Strat mm-hmm. or you know something standard. Someone makes this like the guitar that they play and they become famous. Suddenly, like they've got a built-in signature guitar. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to see that happen at some point. Like someone's going to like become famous playing a Jaggerillo. Yeah, exactly. The Meteora is gonna gonna be spearheaded by somebody who's a little forward thinking and right, trying right. to do their own thing with the guitar. I, I look forward to that. I fully embrace that. Same with the sixty six. I think that someone is gonna make that thing uh very popular very soon. And it might it might not be very soon. It might be like thirty years from now someone picks one of these up used and they're like, Oh, this is just my guitar now. They become famous. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden everyone's trying to track down this guitar that only got like 2000 of them made or something like yeah. that, you know? And like, you know, at the end of the year, they were trying to clear them out of guitar center cause no one wanted the, the remainders or something like that. You know, I, th- I think aside from the pickup compliment, I think my only other complaint is that Fender keeps putting three and five way switches in Weird that places. in that place right. where it's going to get in the way of my picking hand and it's going to hurt mm. immensely. The, the same thing happened with the, uh, the Jaguar Strat from last year, mm, yeah. where it was so close to the pickups that it was painful every I time like, I picked. Them. I so like you think this, though. even on the lower horn like this, is too close? It's. I mean, that's better than the Jag Strat, but it's still. I, there are better you know places. What, I feel like you can put that or use a different switch. What would have been better is the the okay. Jaguar three slider switch i would personally like that but i do realize that a lot of people find that difficult to use well so then you maybe... can just select each pickup that you want you can put them all That's on the you can like do bridge and neck if you want like that is the ideal switch for a three pickup guitar it just is and it's cool looking mm-hmm. too i wish they would have done that so and I... it would have fit in that space so beautifully ah here we go i so i've been on my phone this whole time which i apologize for but i've That's been what trying Steve usually does i've been trying to track down uh, so John Squire of the Stone Roses is famous for playing uh, a jazz bass guitar, and his model of it. Let me let me call up. A but is it, it like a full size jazz bass body? Because this is I smaller so. than a jazz bass body. They've just they scaled it down. Let me pull this up because we've you. seen that on the show before, like ads for guitars that were built out of jazz bass bodies. Right. I mean, these five Gs ain't all they're cracked up to be. Let me tell you, <laughs> ladies and germs. I can't um, wait till they come out with a six G. Man, I was gonna make that joke. Yeah, look at this thing. See, that looks so much nicer to me, and that does feature the Jaguar yeah. switch plate. Now, this has uh, like so a wait, dummy so what, what's vibrato. The body? It. It's a jazz bass. Oh, weird. Yeah. Where's the? There's another picture of it. Yeah, that thing. That and it looks huge. It does look huge, and it's. But I like it. Is that like really a, a jazz bass body? It it's, looks different. It does look a little different now that I'm seeing it in that photo. 
but it's based it's clearly based on a yeah jazz yeah but, base yeah, so it's not it's not exact it does look it is short scale. it's like shaped it's, it's like a similar a shape the, the horns it. are wrong i think for jazz horns are definitely base. wrong in a way that i've never noticed before um this is only like the fourth God. time i've seen this photo. do you even know anything Connor, about guitars no i'm not a guitar I, the the, the Wait, jig is not, up that's not even a picture of a guitar why are we looking at pictures of ostriches Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. That is. Oh, uh, that's an animal. The whole an time an- is a bird. Is a big bird. This has been a great goof. You were confused because of the long neck. Is the long neck. All right. So Fender sixty six. Yay nay. Love it. Yay. Gimme. Gimme. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, all for it. I can't work past those pickups. Have, what do you think? What do you think about you... the Strat trim on it though? Would you? Whatever. You. You obviously would have preferred like an offset. Low Personally, down. or even a hardtail. Honestly, mm-hmm. like. I definitely prefer the offset vibrato, but not every guitar has to have one. I almost, it's cool that you knock things around. I, I, I like a good a great strat, feature. Like I think a lot of people don't like strat trims because they don't get them set up to play. Oh, absolutely. Right? When you get a strat trim that just works right, it's a beautiful thing. Like I feel like with the with the like jazz this, bass body, this it's, strat it's hard has, to work with because I feel like the cutaway shape of a jazz bass is most similar to a Stratocaster, mm-hmm. yeah. but then it does have like it's the offset way, so it's like, well, do you do, do you go do it like what matches it? Is it the Strat trim? Is it? Mm. I think you, visually it works. So really if you well. like, if I look at it like this, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. If yeah. I look at it like this, I'm like, oh. So as I as of course the people on camera can see that I'm covering up. Yeah, my no, everybody can infer me. from your yeah. speech that that's what you're doing. I think it's great that they've scaled down the body a little bit because otherwise it would feel like a whole lot of negative space. Oh yeah, for not sure. being used on that body. I like it. I dig it. I think it's. I think it's pert and perky. I love it. Which color would you pick? There's uh, white. There's a blue, and there's a, a sunburst. I think I would have to go for blue. There's because... also a natural. Oh, it was natural, there is not natural. white. There's not yeah. white. There's a natural. The natural is really cool. It looks. Wait, are you 70s. saying white is natural, Ryan? Because I'm pretty sure that. I'm not saying racist. it's natural. I'm Ooh. saying. I'm saying it's normal. It's <laughs> default. <laughs> oh, there is also a, a sunburst. Oh no, you said white. Yeah, I I was wrong when I said white. There's natural. There's the the daffing blue, and then there's and sunburst. sunburst. I'm all about that blue. You like the? I like the blue too. I, I would love go for that, the blue. that blue. That, what that would blue. you go with, Steve? I'm going to guess natural. You know, I'm not you a big natural fan. Do you like natural? In really? general. I actually think I like the blue in this the most. We got well. a triple blue. We got a triple um, blue. World first, right here. 60CH. This, triple blue. This right here. Triple blue! We're going to start calling this the thin blue line. Met with silence. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right, so well, this From uh, now on, if you hear people talking or see people talking about the thin blue line, this is what they're talking about. Three boys who like the blue guitars. So uh, this episode mm-hmm. is uh, brought to you by Sinusoid. You're going to segue that Pro into a sponsorship? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get as far away from whatever dumb joke you're trying. I don't understand what thin blue... Is this like a we'll pregnancy talk- thing? Well, no, no, no. It. We'll talk about it later, Steve. Ugh. Oh, great. Now you've invited like great. our Ugh. audience to explain it to you. All right, do the sponsorship. Come on. Okay. Hop to it. Pitter uh, patter. This week's episode is brought to you by Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture. Uh, this week we're talking about the Slate, which is basically their professional line of stage cable. So good. Amateurs need not apply. It's no, a- amateurs should totally apply because that means sales. Why are you? Why are you? <laughs> Telling people not to buy. I'm making it sound exclusive. I think. Uh, oh. I think being How the chic. 
being the professional grade doesn't mean that amateurs can't use it. It's that amateurs need to use it if they ever want to become professional. Exactly. Yeah, no, that trucks. That's, that's exactly a hundred percent. I agree. So, uh, so it's tacky. It's a tacky cable. He's not saying it looks tacky. He's saying it feels tacky, Mike. Uh, look, we're pulling. I one didn't out have here. the context necessary. It's got a slightly tackified feel to the rubber. It wants yeah, like, rhymes. It's, it's sticks sticky. to the ground. Yeah, it it's great. It's sticky. It's good. It's I, like duty. I like them because they stay in place, like on the edge of like a tabletop or something like that. That's not going to slide this, around. All of this hand motion is very suggestive, and I'm way uncomfortable with it. Well, this Met is just silence. This is just what we do on the show, Mike. I can't change what we do on the show. We I change move, who I am. We move our hands close to each other in in these areas of our bodies. Anyway, go anyway. check it out. Sinusoid.com. They make cables. And smiles. That's it. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's talk about this YouTube copyright thing. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Do, uh, you, you were mentioning hand motion. Do you remember this commercial on MTV for safe sex where the, it was like two hands and they were talking and chatting and then one hand goes, ooh, and starts making moves and things get things get sexy here. And then one hand goes, wait, and goes down and comes back up with a glove on. And then they go back to interlocking. And it, I, I don't know why that's in my head. It I probably clearly need to made an impression therapy about that. Do you remember Syphil and Ollie? No. Syphil uh, and Ollie? Syphil, yes, but I don't remember what that was the part of. The Sock Puppet Show. It was amazing. Was it just a show by itself? Yep. Okay. By, uh, by the great Liam Lynch. Sure. I never saw it. Oh, go Liam see Lynch, it. Liam Lynch, I know from... Uh, Clone High? No, from uh, my... United States of whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that guy. What a genius. I love that stuff. You remember that that song, Ryan? Yeah, I remember that song. I played that song nonstop throughout my college years. So anyways, here's our next topic. Yeah. So (laughs) Joe Braga says, is it Braga or Braga? I don't know. I've been saying Braga in my mind. She's from She Shreds, right? Is she the one? Probably. I think she's from She Shreds. Oh, cool. So anyway, she says I the, could be wrong. The obvious YouTube police copyright issue and how it might affect your show in any way. And then I said, "That's a good one." And she, I didn't say it in that tone, even though I read it in that tone just now. That's a good. Oh, one. that's a good one. Jeez, and man. then she replied, "Yes, I'm very concerned on how my guitar learning experience will be if YouTube starts making learning inaccessible for sure, for to sure, me. For sure. If content teaching creators are using a quarter of a damn lick and getting banned." Yep. That's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. I've been kind of critical like behind the scenes of this whole thing because I've just been seeing a bunch of different YouTubers kind of milking it for clicks, which is what we do. Call them click milkers in click, the industry. Click milkers. Bunch of click milkers going like that with their clicks. Milking them clicks. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, my video got demonetized or my video got taken down because I played this song. And then a week later, they get their song back up because they went through the process to get it back up. And I realized, like, you know, there's deeper impl- implications here. Implementations. implementations. So, do you think I'm this is serious? A deeper implementation I'm on this issue. I'm sincerely <laughs> trying to come up with correct words here. <laughs> so, what, what do you guys think about this? Because that you, was like how I've been feeling about it for like weeks now. Just like, ah, who cares? Like, Glenn Fricker's just freaking out because that's how he gets clicks. And, you know, uh, like, Robert Baker is just like, you know, don't worry, Robert, you're going to make more videos. I, I now, know I now think I'm pretty sure I was wrong about the She Shreds thing. But that's fine too. It's okay. Wherever um, Joe is from, uh, great topic idea. Yeah. 
Um, I don't care I, where she's from. I'm more interested I guess in the where first, she's going. I don't care I, oh, who you are, where you're from, what you did, as long as you comment. Oh, <laughs> come on! You knew what I was doing. All right, uh, do you think? Do you think this is something where, like, wait, uh, is that going to get demonetized? I hope so. <laughs> where because uh, then I get to make watch a bunch of this space. Get to make a bunch of videos about it. Do you it. think uh, um, that that like all of these recording companies just came out with something like they're just all using some new software that skims videos differently? Is this on the like? Is this on the YouTube end? This is, nah. It's on the copyright holders to chase copyright. It's right? on Warner Brothers end. Is it, are all of these Warner Brothers? I think the vast majority of them are. I think they have a room full of people who just like go through content on YouTube all day. Dude, I think it's, it's like, going to be robots, man. They look at the titles or the tags robots. and they're like, oh, that's that's one of our artists. Like, just I don't feel like doing my job correctly today, so I'm not going to watch the whole video. I'm just going to like <laughs> copy-paste my thing here and move on to the next one. Isn't this a response also to Article 13? What? UK? Do you know? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, where, I don't where, stay up on their laws. I don't even stay up on our laws. New copyright laws that put the onus on YouTube itself to uh, ensure that no copyrighted material is uploaded. And oh, so things are this tightening is quite sounding a bit. familiar, but I do not know a lot about it. YouTube was campaigning strongly against the proposal. And this article that I'm not going to read right now because I'm recording a podcast. Is we'll that what we're doing? It. It doesn't feel like we're doing that most of the time. we're just a bunch of buds having suds talking about... Buds and suds. Duds. Oh, my gosh. Guitar duds. I thought we were going to talk about ostriches more. I mean, that's what we're so do you, pictures So of. is this something that is is happening like pretty much exclusively to people who are like, oh, in this video, I'm going to teach you how to play some sick riffs. Hashtag Deftones. Well, I know it happened to Glenn because he played a clip of a song because he was comparing one song to another as far as like songwriting ability goes right like singing ability and things like that no he actually think, played the clip right he played so, he played a few seconds of the clip so it was like him editorializing on it right and for what it's worth like at least i believe um in the u.s i think it's like 15 seconds i forget if it's 15 or maybe even up to like 30 seconds of a song can be used as fair use as long as it's like for the purposes of education or critique. Sure. So that's how like all of these like React channels do it is they never play a single like a single clip longer than whatever that length of time is. So I want like that's actually the what I would be really interested in is seeing how like Fine Brothers are getting killed by all of this stuff. Sure. You know, since they own the word React. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think I'm ever going to be affected by any of this stuff. And the the thing I've been saying about it is that I'm just not a good enough guitarist to get close enough to a was that, song. Hold on. Was that Beautiful World before that? No, oh, okay. I've been playing copyrighted material this whole time. Hashtag Beautiful World. Oh, he got us. But I'm never going to be able to, like... I might be able to, but I'm never going to try to, like, reproduce, like, a song note for a note. Right. Like, I'll That's do because little, you suck at guitar. I'll do little medleys where I, like, work Apache in and then go on to another song. But, yeah. like, I don't think Warner Brothers has a team of people searching for people playing Apache. I think they're searching for people playing, like, nice. Well, and again, I think, like you said, like, the easiest thing is, like, oh, there's probably, like, like oh it's something in the in the content that draws them in where they're you know youtube searching 
Coldplay tutorial or something, right? And then just flagging every single video. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think uh, there's people in a room somewhere with a list of Warner artists, and they search that on YouTube. And if, if something looks unfavorable, then they just like tag it and bag it. You know, <laughs> this guy's just playing hits over here. We were talking about that one a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Is that the that's the Deep Space Nine one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to find out who dings this video. <sighs> big, uh, I would love to get dinged by Big Rod. Yeah, Big, <laughs> big Rod's coming for us. I wonder if the mic picked up anything you were playing on the guitar just now. I'll find out when I edit. Oh, this. if it doesn't, I can record versions. And oh yeah, <laughs> please, please recreate. You know, everything as a you sidebar, I, n- I know you're in a surf band. I have always wanted to do a TV theme surf band only. And specifically Star Trek. I think... That'd be great. I think all Star Trek themes would be amazing. Drenched in reverb. Like, just doing the theme song. Just doing are the there enough songs. of them to do a set? There are... There's... What? You two, got original series. You got TNG, Next Generation. You DS9. Got Voyager. Voyager. Enterprise. And the new one. Voyager. Voyager. You got movies too, don't the movies have yeah. slightly different soundtracks? Uh, well, they they're, they're all based around but the theme. But at least six. Yeah. And each mm-hmm. and how long is the opening credits? Like that's three, at least a three, four, solid five minutes. minutes. You can stretch them out. Guys. You can stretch them out. You just got to do uh, the Metroid Metal thing where yes. you play the song, but you do it a few times and like drop in some sick riffs. I've been trying to work out a Jurassic Park cover for my band, and I can just never find like an interesting way to take it because like literally, there's only like 15 seconds of actual like melody content in the Jurassic Park theme. It just gets repeated in different ways is the problem I run into. Which one is this? That's Picard's flute theme. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm going to pull a Steve and I'm going to go use the bathroom. You guys uh, have fun fun carrying the show. (laughs) Okay. So uh, Steve, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. We we should just keep doing the show. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. What do you think about this suitcase Telecaster electric guitar that Ryan wanted to talk about? I think the suitcase Tele is interesting, although... I guess uh, I should read the description. Suitcase uh, Tele electric guitar, $200, Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, Thanks, Chris Nichols, for submitting this. It's uh, built from a metal suitcase. Play good. A little awkward to hold. Open it up and put your strap picks music. Wait, it says play good. Does that tell me that... You will play good, or that the guitar plays good. I think or it's plays supposed well. to be the guitar plays well. But I mean, again, not to be a dick about Kansas, grammar. It's, it's, just, Can- I was it's in Kansas City, and it's in Kansas City, Kansas, mm-hmm. not Kansas City, Missouri. I was also wondering no. about that, but I'm not so good at the geographical stuff. Well, Kansas City is a is a twin city, oh. uh, in in so far that it's a city that has a state line in the middle of it. Oh, how inconvenient. Yeah, so you have Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. And what's really interesting about this is, uh, and there have been a number of podcasts I've listened to on this, is that because they're in two different states, um, the tax codes are completely different. Oh, gosh. And what will happen every once in a while is Kansas will be like, we need more business. We will like kill our corporate tax rate, and companies will just jump from kansas city missouri literally go like across the river because the state line is a river they go across the river and they set up shop like within viewing distance of their previous location so if i live there i would frequently do the robin hood men tights thing i'm on the east bank i'm on the west bank (laughs) 
I'm on the north side. I'm on the south side. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's it's a weird thing. I mean, they're not the only place that has that whole like city on two sides thing, but this one is particularly egregious because they're both Kansas City. It's not like I think St. Louis is St. Louis, Missouri, and then East St. Louis is entirely located in Illinois. And I think Memphis is like the opposite, maybe like West Memphis is in Arkansas, but Memphis is in Tennessee. Something like that. America is wild. That one, that one I might Buck be wild. like stretching a little because I don't really remember. But anyway, play good. A little awkward to hold. What do you think? <laughs> I appreciate that honesty right up front. Look, I'm going to be straight with you. If I were to be honest with you, which I always am, a little awkward. A little weird to hold. A little wonder, weird on the body, on the hands. I do wonder like, oh, geez, that is, that's thick with two C's. With three C's. <laughs> she thick. Uh, yeah, that is like five, six, in, seven inches. Yeah, at first I thought, like, how different would this be? Like, this is just a square acoustic guitar, right? If you play guitar and you frequently think, hey, I'm not leaning over enough, this is for you. If you love having your back out of alignment, <laughs> by all means, you're going to have to, like, reach over the thing. Yeah, this is now, what I think. This is what Ryan would say. I, my famous what would Ryan say <laughs> bit. Um, this is begging to be converted to lap, to to slide. Well, it, I mean, technically, it is a lap. It is a. It's perfectly suited like, for a yeah. lap steel. Like, why would you not just Wait, sell also, this? Also, 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 that action looks egregious. It that does looks so high. It does right because it. I mean, you know, honestly, I think they're underselling a little bit. I, I'm shocked at the two hundred dollar price tag. You think this is worth more than $200? I'm not saying it's worth more. I'm saying they could ask more. An important distinction, to be sure. Those are all Squire parts, so... Are know. they? Yeah, that's like the, the standard Squire... That bridge? Poopy the... bridge. With the low brake angle and the sloppy mm. saddle movement. How does this... Uh, this? <laughs> I didn't realize this when I had it in thumbnail, or when I had it like just here. Mm-hmm. That the body is just a bunch of rusted uh, sheets that are like screwed yeah. down. I kind of like that it's pretending to be something else and not not a suitcase with strings bolted onto I, it. I just wish they would have at least either used so in, like in a couple spots they have um, like the dome screws so they get fairly flush mm-hmm. but most of this are is using screws that are designed to be countersunk and they clearly have a shadow so have fun with your forearm exactly exactly which oh, it, oh which again God. if you are using this as a slide you you're not worrying about that we have been ignoring the major benefit to this the whole time this is the the guitar into which you can store your pedals no, after no, no. A performance it's, that's 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 genius. right up front in the district open it up and put your strap picks music ex- pedals is etc i should have read further that's always my problem i don't read the whole thing but that's genius and i i say this is a buy this is this a is buy. a buy this is a at, buy at two hundred dollars two hundred dollars it's, it's a, a it's a deal at twice the price wow yeah now for you've paid not you would pay i mean i mean metaphorically i don't pay four hundred dollars <laughs> don't offer more that's not how negotiating works ever that's true unless that's you're true. terrible at it these screws are just awful they're, I bet this. I bet so far off. I bet with some modification that would accept a string through bridge, and that baby, you got a stew cooking. I don't know if there's enough. 
Because this is just like a thin case. Actually, this is almost like this is very similar to a case that I just threw away because it was molding. Oh, don't um, you feel stupid for not making a guitar out of it? There's like I don't think there's enough here to string through. No, you totally could just mount a metal plate on the other side. Bam. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Bam, baby. I'm just thinking of like. Uh, Are you, you couldn't use like a string through a suitcase a guitar. Barrel. Yes. Hi, welcome back to the podcast, Ryan. How was your duty? It's pretty rough. Was <laughs> <laughs> it that hot sauce? I think it was lunch. I don't know. This is a oh, yeah, TMI for the show. Mm. So what, what do you think I mean, about you guys this are nuts if you want to do a string through on a suitcase guitar? I love it because then you got. I mean, I know you love it because then you have like a heart buried inside your guitar. Uh, yeah, but no, no, no. he's saying like you string through it through the very top of the, yeah, the thing. Just open the case. It's not like you're going all the way across. Yeah. I gotta get to this thing. There it is. So you just want to have it inside the lid. Yeah, yeah I want to flip open the lid. He wants to increase the, all. All he wants to do is increase that break I want angle. to increase the sustain. There's not enough sustain there. All right. Okay. I'm. I'm not going to tell you no. It's your guitar. You're. You're paying. Well, it's money not for my. It. No, I'm not paying. Don't commit me to this. I just like. That I'm not doing that. <laughs> I just like that they made an outline of a Telecaster on a <laughs> exactly on a box, and I feel like they could come out with a series of these. Is like, oh, do you want the uh, the Telecaster? Or do you want the Les Paul? And it's the same box. Do you think the? Uh, do you, you think, would not be able to mount a stop tail to this. Do you think the mm-hmm. handle on Absolutely. top is the 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 best design for this, or do you think it should be handle on bottom? No, on top, because you can just take it the way you it play it. It looks better if handles true. on top for carrying it, but, but it's more thinking, ergonomic. No, because if it's on bottom, then it's pressing against your leg if you sit down. I love that you said something well, no, about not this on was the bottom. more ergonomic. <laughs> That's factually there, inaccurate. There is a way to make this <laughs> less <impossible>. ergonomic. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I mean, I guess you couldn't Rebuttal. play it sitting down, but... What we've been, what I've been saying is that you should only play this sitting down as a lap steel. Yeah, yeah. I can kind of see that. Sit it on the ground and play feet steel. Oh yeah, that, that could. Have, be a it, thing. have you, either of you discussed the possibility of using this as a pedal board case? Yeah, yeah, we, oh, we, we did it. while you were um, indisposed. Was, yeah, doing my duty. At my pic- oh yeah, my my picks are super worn out. That's a, no, a Dunlop Altex. It's just worn out. One millimeter. Yeah, I used to use the the rear of mm-hmm. picks and now i just use them until they're dead <laughs> so you try to get them to be like just a circle and then you're done there's no yeah once the, once they become completely circular then they're when you look at to me when you look at your pick and you're like what's the point <laughs> and you can't find the point on the pick then you're done with it hey what's the point uh, no, I've I've just been playing so much lately that I haven't had time to switch out my. Oh, he's just been playing. I've so just been playing. I've just been playing all the rock shows. I've just been going a mile a minute, here. kilometer. I've just been going crazy, mate. Playing all the tunes, the hits. Met with silence. I'm trying to figure out. What I was I was waiting for the, the slow clap is. to start. All right, Ryan, you got anything else for this ad? <laughs> it's very entertaining when you do voices. I just had no way to play off of it. Oh, thank you. No, you should you should lean in, embrace it. How do I do that? How do I embrace the voice? Like, you say, yes, and. That's improvisation oh, 101. D- oh, yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and continue to do the voice and do you, more. Because you, yes, you keep essentially saying no, and that kills I think the we all We all just sit back and we're just like, oh, he's, he's doing it. A, he's thing, doing a it. thing is happening. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. When I was a when I was a young boy, I used to think that I'd like to be someone who could do all sorts of voices, and then I 
got past that, I guess. But I appreciate I, a good voice. I didn't have any friends until like 10th grade. So I feel I, like I, I spent all my time imitating everything I saw on TV, which was mostly Monty Python and Red Dwarf and nice. Tiny Toons and I Star feel Trek. Like you did a weird jump from uh, Monty Python and then Red Dwarf and then Tiny Toons. <laughs> well, I like cartoons. <laughs> cartoons are great. Who doesn't like them. Tiny Toons? I was telling though? Ryan recently. Give me a voice from Tiny Toons. I know. No. I'm not I'm not your puppet for your amusement. I can't even think of what characters were on that show at the moment. Uh, there's all there's the cl- Buster Bunny, the Pink Bunny. I don't remember how any of these Babs. people sound. Ba- was it Babs? It was Babs. Babs. It was uh, Babs. Plucky Duck. What was the uh, Hampton, name? the Pam- Hampton. Oh, Hampton. <laughs> he loves uh, Hampton. I forgot it. Was the Tas- Tasmanian Devil was yeah, it Dizzy Devil? Taz. Dizzy, oh, Dizzy, because yeah. Taz is the, the yeah. Full all the one. regular uh, Warner Brothers characters are like professors. It was Who was the? And it was, was never never clear if they were all like uh, parents. Like, is Taz Dizzy's dad? Or, no, or is... no, they're like all unrelated, but like they're the same kind of animal. And then like all the I, I don't buy all, that. Yeah, I don't buy and then that. What at was all. the Yosemite? I think, the Yosemite Sam kids. was like Montana. Was Montana Max or something? I think there's going to be a no. Reckoning. Yeah, no. Montana Max was like Yosemite Sam's ne- nephew. Oh, was there yeah. an El- there was was there an Elmer Fudd equivalent or no? I think Elmer that, Fudd was on staff at the school, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe there I was think no uh, El- uh, the 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 girl Elmira. Is oh, that you're right, Elmira. I think she was supposed to be like the Fudd. The fun because she was she was because like she was obsessed with all of the animals, but she wasn't a hunt. She wasn't hunting them for sport. She, she was, was more of a collector. She was uh, she was hunting them for pleasure. We, this is your Tiny Tunes minute <laughs> here on Sixty Cycle Home. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Tunes Remembered Poorly. Tune, tune in next week as we cover Muppet Babies. <laughs> have you ever seen? The, have you ever seen the the like? That's actually one of my favorite things where people are like, describe your job poorly. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got nothing else on the suitcase. Moving nothing. right along. This week's episode is brought to you by Diderio. Diderio. This week we're talking about the uh, dual Diderio. lock strap locks. The dual lock strap locks are actually, I think, my favorite item out of this set. Mm. Um, this is a low-cost alternative to strap security for instrument protection. It's a uh, The dual lock clips onto your existing strap button to prevent your strap from releasing accidentally. Um, ah, it's like a little, little, yes, a little yeah. thingy. A little, it's like a little, little, kind of like an office clip. Additionally, though, the dual lock can be clipped onto your instrument cable, securing your cable to your instrument to prevent the plug from being pulled unintentionally. I like the that part of it. Now, that's so, innovative. So this is basically, um, I use the the beer bottle style washer on, a, on a couple guitars. Love them. This is kind of like that idea, but with the added feature of you, it it moves it where like I'm. I know I do it. I assume you guys do it where you run your strap your cable inside of your strap well now instead of running it inside your strap which actually wears out the inside of your like all of my straps have this weird also like i always worry now you clip it to the outside i always worry that it puts too much stress on the cable too Mm. you think it does yeah when you tuck it like that it's getting rubbed between the body of the guitar and the strap yeah where here you probably you're getting like pinched on the edge and stuff like that where with with that product it's being like held outside of the strap and it's like a smaller it's, pivot and it's point. in a it's in a loop, so it's, there's it less, probably can slide a little. There's less friction happening, and there's less bending and like twisting. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually really like this product. I really am excited to see. Uh, there's supposed to be a package they're, on the they're way. Definitely the one that I will steal from this place. So cool. 
What's cool? Oh, yeah. We have another sponsor. It's Chase Bus Audio. Yeah. Chase Bus Audio. We got more of their pedals right here in front of us. Have- I've been messing with my... I, I've got like an eyelash in my eye or something right now. It's hurting me. But anyways, uh, Chase Bliss Audio Pedals, they're not like having an eyelash in your eye. Can we get those... Can we get those... Uh, those uh, The product demo, the sample sounds going again this episode? Yeah, sure. You got your warp vinyl. It goes... All right, cool. Just what like about that, that thermate? The thermate goes... <laughs> No, because it does a pitch modulation. It does pitch jumping. And then you got the tonal recall that goes... Because it's like an analog delay that dissolves into whatever that is. And then you can ramp up the time back and forth and do all sorts of crazy sounds. And it's like... This is a good segment. It is. So that's this, uh, this shouldn't even be audio.com. They make pedals more, audio? Yeah, they it make cre- pedals more creative than you are. Uh this should be like a thing where we like try to like imitate the sound of a pedal and the other person tries to guess what pedal it is. Like oh not just gosh. like style pedal, but like the brand and the model. I love <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, with the LM three hundred eight chip. How'd you know? That's... It was because you went and not. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a civil war. No, a Russian muff. A Russian. <laughs> it's so obvious. It'd be the worst party game. <laughs> It'd be completely terrible. It's <laughs> just someone standing on an armchair going. <laughs> What is that? What pedal is that? Make a guess. <laughs> oh, Veins popping out of their neck like mine are right now. <laughs> and everyone just learns like, do a noise suppressor. <laughs> hey, be a TU2 with the mute. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. Oh. What, what is this? A volume pedal. <laughs> I'm backing you off, Reginald. <laughs> oh, Reginald, be quiet. <laughs> like the toe of the heel down position. Mm. <laughs> you ever see the, the, the volume pedals that have like notes written on them? Like, mm, like you for, press forward, like, oh, I got this. And you press back and it's like, oh, I have no idea. You ever see that? People write messages. Like people on write messages on the, on the, you know, like the Ernie Balls have grip tape. So you can write messages on them. Or people put like no idea. they'll like tape what? a picture of Owen Wilson to their wah wah pedal. <laughs> now that now that's just good humor. Yeah. That's just good clean humor, which I appreciate. Wow. Yeah. No. Wow. This is a whole wow. uh, this is wow. a whole thing. Or people get their like wow. band logo on a wow. wood top pedal topper. Wow, that's their... a really great sounding paddle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> have, you imagine, seen, have you seen that? Imagine you're seen... playing a show and you start using your wah pedal and then Owen Wilson himself walks up to the front of the stage to see what you're doing and he looks over the edge of the stage and he looks at your wah pedal and he's like, wow. <laughs> or instead of a wah pedal, you've got a talk box and Owen Wilson comes out and just goes, wow, wow, <laughs> Hold on, wow. What, if, what if you have a talk box and Owen Wilson comes up and he's like, huh. Yeah, or he's totally not impressed at all. Or if he comes up and goes, people think I talk like that, but I actually don't. Like, when Owen Wilson is impressed, he really just says, incredible. (laughs) People think I talk like this, but I don't. 
talk like this. He's still going. Mm. I could. You can't stop the chat. Go all <laughs> night. <laughs> it's the chat it. man. <laughs> you guys want to talk about jazz master? I'm just talking about chat. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about our jazz masters. Let's you, talk about jazz masters. You brought your jazz masters I over. I brought some toys. And I was like, well, I want to compare them to my jazz master because I've got a cheapie. Do it. You got fancy pants stuff, so. Well, you know. <laughs> Go crossy. Everybody hey. grab a jazz master. Hey, hand me that goldie. Hand me three PO. Something I was gonna mention is that I'm not usually a fan of people naming their guitars. Oh really? Because you usually it's something like, Oh, this one's Marlene. This one's Layla, she's my girl. Yeah, but you like I like to make her scream. You legitimately Ugh. like come up with fun so names much. and personalities for your guitars. You've got 3PO here. You've got a Vader one. You've got Pancakes over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you have... Singular. Pancake. Pancake. It looks like pancake. <laughs> it looks like pancakes. That's a... Syrupy town. Is that why you named it Pancake? Uh, no, actually, I didn't even name it. Uh, that name is because uh, of Paul Frank. Uh, Paul Frank wrote me one day and said, I, I want to make you a strap. What's your favorite oh, word? Wow. And I couldn't think of my favorite word, but ever since I was a kid, Pancake has always been has had a, a very happy ring How many to times it. have you seen Cabin Fever? Uh, exactly not times. You should. Oh, dude. Why? Because there's a pancake there's a part pa- in it. There's a pancake Oh, part. there's a pancake scene? I love pancake scenes. I know, I'm right? always like, why isn't this movie filmed in IHOP? And I'm like, I'm feeling a little left out, honestly. It's like a horror zombie movie, though. Dude, just just jump on YouTube and search up for pancakes. Cabin Fever pancakes. Yeah. All right. That's all you really need <laughs> so to So I don't know. need to watch the whole movie, you're saying? No. We're all playing Jazzmasters all at once here. This neck is really nice. Thank you. That's my favorite neck ever. And I wish everything I owned had that neck. I think that was my biggest thing. Like, earlier I was comparing that guitar to this guitar. And after playing that guitar and going back to this one, I was like, oh, man, your neck is just so nice. I love it. It has everything that, that you, like, expect to feel in, like, a vintage neck. What is the uh, what is the, uh, the age of that neck? Ah, so Pancake is from 1961, uh, body date of 11, 1960, and a neck date of 261. So, straddles uh, 1960 and 61 quite nicely. That's pretty early. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, That's the fourth year of production. Wait, 58, 59, 60, 61. Yeah. I'm sorry. I gotta go to the bathroom again. This is oh ridiculous. My God. Dang, I'm dude. sorry. What'd you do to yourself? I'm sorry. I had a hamburger for lunch. It's not. I'm not having a good not time. Not huh? I never do this in shows. I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. I'm it's trying right. to like. There's just. So I guess the first question I would have is. Yeah. The. The classic like Fender vintage radius is the se- seven and a quarter. Seven and so a quarter. Is this yeah. Seven and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I my. Jag Sting has a set like this in ways reminds me of my Jag Sting neck in terms of the size. Yeah. But I think it's a little bigger. Oh. Because I don't feel like I'm like having problems with you know what it is? Interesting. The Jag Sting neck is 24 inch scale. This is the oh, this yeah, is this a is full, full scale. Full scale. That's what yeah. the difference is. I love when I do you ever yeah. like come across a problem and then you solve <laughs> your own problem? Yeah. It's my favorite All thing. All the time. All the time. This is yeah. like so. This yeah. This is exactly. Not. It's not exactly because it's like much more worn in and like comfortable. Yeah. But this is if I actually could play that Jag Sting and the neck was 
the slightly longer scale and then i played it for like 70 years it might mm. maybe approach feeling like this well uh I, I always find the trick with short scales for me is i always have to put way heavier strings on them for them to feel a little bit more playable for me personally like jaguars mm. Usually get 12s or 13s, uh, wow. just because of that short scale. I really want that tautness back. Um, and it tends to focus the notes a little bit nicer. Um, but yeah. And 11 to 50 on this guitar, too. Jazz Masters, for me, always get 11 to 50. I've tried 12s on them, and I just I don't, I don't like it quite as much. So, yeah. What's the and this, okay? So this is a Shelton. Oh, so three PO yeah is made by a company called Shelton Electric, and they were so kind uh, to indulge all of my weird guitar fantasies. So this guitar has four Curtis Novak pickups, two wide range humbuckers in the neck and bridge pickup positions, uh, a uh, rainbow gold foil in the middle position, and behind the bridge there's a, a lipstick pickup there to pick up all the weird resonances that that come from uh the length of string back there yeah we were messing around with that earlier and it's uh having the neck pick or the behind the bridge pickup all the way like full power Mm -hmm. and then rolling a little bit off one of the standard pickups gives it it's like a very like spaghetti western Mm -hmm. smashing into like sci-fi sounds and i know that you know because a lot of like the classic spaghetti western sound is like that, like wah wah wah. But then also sometimes a theremin, but it's like yeah. all of that to like an Ed Wood extreme. Yeah, it's like a tuned reverb, like a ghostly, yeah, other room sort of sound. Uh, and in fact, on my guitars, I go so far as to tune uh, the length of string behind the bridge so that it resonates sympathetically with notes that I'm playing. So you talked about that earlier. How does that work? So, uh, to tune the notes behind the bridge on a jazz master, you Mm -hmm. have to kind of fudge the intonation and radius. Like generally I will set my guitars up. So the radius matches the fretboard perfectly. But sometimes Mm -hmm. like say if the D doesn't quite do what you want it to, you can raise the D string a little bit. Tune the note a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, and st- and not really sacrifice intonation so much. Right. Um, so when I, it's not plugged in, so I don't know if you can hear it on the mic, but it's there's a sympathetic vibration yeah. that comes back there, and with the pickup engaged, it picks that up beautifully. Yeah. Um, and it's just a weird tool. Like this is, I keep saying that this is my most impractical guitar that I own and it truly is, but it's also the kind of the secret studio weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing with my friend Callie Kazoo, who is this, uh, punk rock singer songwriter. Uh, and in one song called human pile, I've got a solo in which I activate only the ba- behind the bridge pickup. And I'm just kind of doing interesting weird stuff with effects chorus and reverb um and it's such a unique kind of weird sound kind of thing that uh, harkens back to sonic youth and right those kind of bands so right. I, I don't know it, it gives me something different some other place to go other than you know the standard guitar yeah. playing and how like was a jazz master just an early on like what was your first guitar oh god no i didn't come to the jazz master until 2010 actually okay. quite late um, my, cause I feel like, like these two guitars are very like Instagram famous. They are, they're more famous than I will ever be. And I'm totally fine with that. 
Uh, and I love uh, I love showing off pancake to people. I love getting it in people's hand because a lot of people don't have the ability to just go and play a vintage guitar all the time. And I've been fortunate in my career that I've, I've played numerous examples from every year of production. And I know what I like. And I think Pancake is, for me, the shining star of everything that I've played. There's only one jazz master that I would say is better than this one that I've played in all my years. And that one is the Freddie Tavares uh, Maple Necked 1958 hmm. guitar. Okay. Um, it was the third one off the line by his recollection. Uh, Desert sand finish, black anodized guard, black pickups, loudest Jazzmaster pickups I have ever heard in my life. Um, and also a gigantic neck, which means I can't play it, but you know. So, anyway, I came to the guitar quite, uh, the Jazzmaster quite late. Before that, I was diehard Gibson completely. Oh, okay. Uh, a Les Paul Standard was my first good guitar, and I, <laughs> I played that for years. I finally sold it in 2014. Uh, because I just couldn't wear an 11-pound guitar anymore. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. But but I still really love Gibsons. I just don't happen to own... I really don't own one now. So Jazzmaster's kind of taken over my whole thing. Um, yeah. I want to get back in that semi-hollow game someday. Right. For sure. So Trini Lopez, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I played... Uh, oh, no. I played the Cornell 335 at the last That's a good guitar. That thing is really cool too, and it, it kind of has like a little bit of a, I guess like, I feel like anything with like a, a semi hollow vibrato almost has kind of like an offset, like it's the oh, off, yeah. it's the offset of the semi hollow world. The offset of the Gibson line. Yeah, uh, an offset with a Bigsby, or sorry, a Gibson with a Bigsby is just wonderful. It makes me feel like I'm an oasis. Uh, <laughs> I love that stuff. Wait, is that good or bad? So good. I, I unabashedly love Oasis. Absolutely. So. so I'll get there. What did I miss, boys? Just talking about guitars. Just talking about talking guitars. About guitars. Huh? Learning. Learning things and stuff. Did you talk about both of these guitars? We or did. We did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll have to watch it. I learned that this is a 60 neck on a. No, it's a 60 body with a 60 61 body neck. with a 61 neck. You were so close. Oh, I also, had it flipped. Also, uh, so when I bought it, so the story of me getting this guitar was I found it in Portland in a guy's basement. Wow. I was there to pick up a tweed champ for the shop, um, which we found on Craigslist for, I think, $800, which was such a steal for that thing. Um, and as I always do when I buy from Craigslist, I ask if they have anything else for sale. And this guy said, yeah, I have this shitty guitar. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so he went down to his basement, and he came back up with the original brown case, and it was clearly caked in nicotine stains. It was disgusting. I could smell it before I could see it. <laughs> um, and he said, yeah, I have this. I don't use it. And before he opened the case, I knew. I, I was like, this is, this is going to be the one. So I just had the sense. Is this your Luigi? Or? That's my Luigi. It's a temporary tattoo. I always do that. I tried it on this one, but my, uh, my Star Wars temporary tattoos ah. didn't quite stick. Um, anyway, so he, he opens up the case, the neck pickup doesn't work, it is disgusting, it is dirty, it is brown in areas, um, all of the chrome on the guitar had a yellow tint, it was disgusting, it wow. wasn't gold, it was just, you could wipe away the nicotine with your finger, disgusting. Anyway, so I asked him how much he wanted for it, and he said, mm, I won't go lower than 6k, because he had gone on eBay that day and seen what Jeez. pristine examples were going for in 2012. 
And I told Holy him he was hell. I told him he was off his rocker and I said that's dumb. I'm not buying it for 6k. I was so feisty that day I think because of traffic. I don't remember why. <laughs> but but I just wasn't in the mood and I was like if you want you can either keep a guitar that you don't use or I can give you $2000 and you can have money and he's like no I don't think so and I said all right I'm leaving. And so I left without it. The other mic from the guitar shop was there and we went Got some lunch. I got a phone call on my phone. And he goes, okay, I'll come down to 4K. I'll come down to 4 for you. And I said, nah, that's not good enough. And I hung up on him. <laughs> uh, again, I was so feisty. I was just so over traffic. Driving from Seattle to Portland can be... It's like a two-hour drive with no three. traffic, right? Three, three, three and a half if, if you're wow. lucky. Um, and I try not to speed because I'm a good boy. Um, so anyway... Uh, another half hour goes by. I am getting on the highway uh, to go back to Seattle, and this guy calls me again. He goes, okay, I'll come down to 2500 but you have to take my 70s Big Muff. And I was like, I have to. T- what do you mean I have to take? He's like, I'll, I'll throw it in, but you have to give me 2500 And so I said, okay, I'm going to clear out my savings account. <laughs> and I called my, my wife, who is wonderful and uh (laughs) super not just permissive but she trusts me when i make a decision like this and she said okay go for it and so i took it and the big muff and took it home and on the way back mike uh told me hey did you have to drive with like the windows down because it's no i I, I decided to let it permeate my soul Mm. uh but mike mike happened to be looking for a 70s big muff for himself and so he handed me 250 cash and so i essentially got that for nice i think 2250 which was great i mean as it is now say a villain came along grabbed it and this is ha 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 ha! It's I, mine now, Mike. You'll never catch and he me. He twists his mustache <laughs> and he he holds it for ransom. What would you pay to get it back? Am I am I allowed to to warriors style brawl with him on the street? Well, you can do that, but you're still gonna have to pay him money at the end of the day to get it back. This is a weird rule set. Um. Even if you kill him, you will have to put money in his like, casket. Where's, where's the line between, the line? like, okay, I just pay him money to get it back, or, like, I risk life and limb? You know, you know what What sticks out to me about this question is that it's going on the internet and thus encouraging ne'er-do-wells. Oh, you think people to... are going to steal it from you if, you, if they know. find out that you'll no. pay? So, Pancake is the kind of guitar that I could sell everything else I own and be completely happy Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily need anything else. I I always reach for that one. So you know, if if say it were stolen, went to a pawn shop and went to somebody else, and insurance wouldn't cover it for some reason, I would I would shift a bunch of stuff and just make it happen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my limit would be. I don't think there is a limit. I think forty five hundred. Yeah, if it's a big Ugh. number. I'm depressed. Do you think now. from a, just a straight value? <laughs> You're, are you depressed because it? you'd say yes? If I want, let's say this. I know that if I were going to sell it online, I could probably ask five to six for it. Um, but I don't want to, and I'm not gonna ever. I'm gonna be buried with it. Let's just say that. Okay. It will travel with Mike me into the really great beyond. Mike really likes this. It's an amazing guitar. Thank when you. I, when so I pick I up that the... guitar and I play it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I want every guitar to feel like. You know. <laughs> 
Well, I feel like this neck is what like all of the boutique companies like the way the way this the yeah. way this neck is like just worn in. That's yeah. what all of the companies that like are doing. Sh- Everybody's like, after that. The feel worn in feel. Tough. It's, it's tricky. Are trying to do this. Dano Caster and Joe Riggio are the only two makers that I have found that do a neck that feels like that. Uh, that really feels like that. Like there are a lot of really, really great smooth necks out there and I'm not trying to discount, but those happen to be my favorite Joe Riggio and Dano caster absolutely nailed it. And so let's, let's do this thought experiment. If, if there was a fire and I wasn't able to save pancake, I, I know that 61 is a year that I really like as far as like the, the way the pickups are wound, uh, the way the neck feels, the neck shapes are generally sort of in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. So I, I could theoretically get, another like vader vader is uh has just been refinished by dano caster but the neck on that is exactly this thin down at the nut and slightly chunkier up mm. near the 10th fret and so i would i would be fine with that and in gotcha. fact that guitar is way lighter than pancake so mm. you know as i as i get older and gray uh that might be better for me but so then i guess the other question i was, would have is yeah. on this is you mentioned that you got this from like a nicotine covered case and a nicotine covered guitar. Yeah. So is how much of the wear on this or is all of the wear on it like uh it it was it was pretty well worn actually when I picked it up. Um that that armware spot was already there but much much smaller. I have also added uh definitely a lot to it. Over is that the all years. natural relic or did you It's work? all supernatural. Well, that doesn't answer your question. Yeah, well, supernatural is like you prayed and then uh ghosts did that it. That was the wrong thing. <laughs> ghosts did that relic. Ghosts and ghouls and goblins from beyond in, the grave. In a, in a sense, like this is the heavy relic that I think a lot of the time when we see stuff like this being sold is like, oh, Relic 1999 American whatever whatever yeah you're just like nah <laughs> you've this is what you think a relic ah. should look like so this is a picture of the day I bought it and mm-hmm. this is a picture of when was this posted 2018 November 22nd if you can uh, so, screen grab that and send it to me real yeah quick I can send that but you can see yeah. That. Oh, the wow. great yellow spot has gotten much bigger. Yeah. Um, and that's just you playing it. That's just me playing and it. And then, yeah, you can see in that picture, too, all of the upper arm wear. I'm so far yeah. off mic, but it'll, it'll, no. it'll work out. It'll work out. It'll most be fine. Of, so most this this uh, spot of pick wear right here, the upper, very upper arm wear was worn away. There was a lot of damage on the bottom. Uh, most of that was there. The buckle rash, uh, I have certainly made that worse over the years, but it was still sure. present. Um, but, uh, all of the, like the behind the bridge where that's all me. Cause I'm not <laughs> nice to it. Uh, all of these incursions are all me. This one's um, really interesting too, because you can tell that this is new. Yeah. Like yeah, this, it's not the same. It's, so, it's all, it's all like almost like the, uh, probably like the original wood. Is that from it's you like, strumming behind the like bridge? a white wood? All of my guitars have that. You, you love to strum behind the bridge that's there. I, do. I love it. That's. uh, And you make it work, too. You were playing earlier, plugged into an amp. And it's like, he does musical stuff back there. Thank you. I feel like when I I do that sort of stuff, it's like to make noise and to make freak-out sounds. But you were actually like... Making playable stuff down there. Yeah, uh, on the when we play the the songs in Fellow Robots' uh, first record, when we play those songs live. I sustain notes behind the bridge a lot. Like I have whole parts in songs written around it. 
Um, yeah, it's a big deal to me, and that's why all of my guitars look like crap, <laughs> um, especially Pancake. Uh, and I, I don't know, like like case kept pristine instruments. Like sure, keep them in a glass case if you want to use them as an investment. But guitars like Pancake were meant to be played, and I'm not gonna be nice to it. Like I'm. I'm going to play that. Yeah. And I'm going to play it the way that I play and not baby it because cool. it's it's the best guitar I've ever played. Well, it feels so good. You got to play it. You got to play it. It has bro. that feeling like you want to be kind of rough with that guitar. Like it just feels light. It yeah. feels natural it, it, and fast. There is like a weird thing like I and I think that's you know I can't I can't speak for like obviously people have their taste and whatever and if if you want to keep your guitar clean and shiny, and, and that's great, I'm Absolutely. I'm definitely like on the shiny side. Like I hate fingerprints on my instruments. Like mm-hmm. I will like sit there with a shirt and like if I once I start noticing it, I'm like oh I gotta I gotta I gotta buff this out. Mm-hmm. But like dings and and stuff like that, I'm like oh this is cool. Like good yeah. instruments that feel good for me, like it makes me want to really dig in and see like, what can I really coax out of this instrument? Yes, exactly. exactly. And that's naturally going to lend itself to like, uh, maybe I got a little carried away there and yeah, you know, flung my body on the ground a little. Like uh, a couple of years ago, I bought a 76 Fender Starcaster, one of my dream guitars. I bought it from a music shop in, I think Rhode Island or Maine. Uh, and they had it on the wall, marked at 1600 and one of my oh, Instagram wow. followers were like, hey, I think you would like this. You need to buy it. And so I did immediately. And it got sent to me. And it had been – the story they told me was that it had been kept in its case for many years. Its owner passed away in the 90s, and the family was just looking to sell hmm. um, something like that. So, And who knows? That might not be true. But the guitar was literally pristine. Uh, the neck was like bright white maple. Like the the finish oh, hadn't even wow. faded, and I loved that guitar, but I didn't. I couldn't play it. It was too nice. It was too clean. <laughs> it made me nervous. Same thing with the '68 SG that I had. It had never had a neck break, and every time I took it to a show, I was like, "I'm gonna ruin this. I'm gonna break this." Um, so I can't do that. So when I found Pancake, yeah, it's already messed up. Yeah, I I'm not gonna make it all that much worse. Uh, I will admit though, um, there's that one line of. Pickware right above the uh, the middle of the guitar, like right above the rhythm. Oh circuit. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did feel a little bit bad about that one uh, two weeks ago when I made it. <laughs> I came home and cleaned my guitar, and then and then Chris was like, "Oh, it looks like you did something." And I went, "Oh, oh boy." And I was like, "Wait, that wasn't there two weeks ago." And I looked at a photo, and yeah, I went, oh, "Okay." It's funny that you have like this photographic record of. The progression of this guitar. Yeah. You, you post so many photos. That's that's kind of... I mean, I love that guitar, and I, I don't mean to... I'm not trying to brag on the internet, but I do kind of post it because I want a record of every well, it's like your, thing I it's do It's like your it. pet, you know? Yeah. It's like people post pictures of their pets and their kids all the time. It's, it, you know, yeah. it's special to you. It, it should be special to you. It's an amazing guitar. Thank you. That like, makes me happy. It's, it's, I don't have kids, but I bet that's what it feels like when people compliment your children. Now, when people compliment my children, I'm like, ah, oh, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, usually Someday it's, my kids are going to listen to this. Usually it's something about Whoops. like, oh, your kids are so well-behaved, and you're like, yeah, stop by at, at you know bedtime. You These know, kids we'll are see. freaks. What are you talking about? <laughs> my kids are assholes, like, I pick, dude. I pick up that guitar, and I'm sincere, sincerely like, <laughs> that word is stuck in my head now. Makes <laughs> so many cool words. <laughs> we invented that word like two episodes ago, and I'm sincerely like, 
this is like a dream guitar the way this feels and the way it plays like this is the way that like a vintage guitar like people imagine it's going to play and perform and respond to your playing dynamics you know it's just amazing <laughs> and like going back and forth between it and my jazz master is like i love this thing it's a great uh, oh, example dude, let's go of a squire. great guitar i but, love it let's, let's go like, light your guitar on fire the different <laughs> the like the like the pleasure factor between the two of them is like off the charts with yours versus mine. Like oh. this is a great playing guitar, really but it, great like, playing, but it doesn't hit that pleasure factor hmm. in it all the same way. And I I don't know how to like quantify that, you know. No, but we got it. We just got to get it there. Just got to get it there. Just got to get it there. Just so your your recommendation you smoke with, a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, smoke. I need a to start lot. smoking. Step one, or I need to get this around people that smoke. I need to lend it to a smoker. I, that's not a bad idea if you don't want to do the smoking yourself. You find a smoker, just be like, "Hey, can I hang this on your, your wall of your house? I'll come back for it in a year." You should just you should just get like a, a shed, put the guitar in the shed, light like four cartons of cigarettes, just throw them. I, all I know people who have done that. Close dude. the door. Yeah, but that's cheaper than sending it off to somebody to relic it. No, but if I hang it on the wall of someone who already smokes, they're gonna buy the cigarettes. They're ah. going to smoke them all. Yeah, but if you don't want to wait a year, well, if he's going to put it in a heavy, little box, gonna you're going to compress smoker. all that nicotine under one, that, one fell swoop. Why does it have to be cigarette smoke? There's, I've got a smoker in the backyard. I could throw some cherry or get some, some nice apple wood. Some hickory in there. Something yeah. like that. That's probably going to get too hot. Do some. That is. It won't get that. It won't melt get, your guitar. It won't get much hotter than you know the trunk of a car, which can melt your finish. It's poly. That's the thing, though. This is all poly. This isn't yeah, that's nitro like your guitar. No, you can still you can still ruin. What I got to do is I got to I got to take this apart. I got to put this body in a big Rubbermaid bin and just shake it for half an that's hour. That's the trick. Yeah. That's the trick. Done. Is that what you do? <laughs> that's what I do to all of my guitars. The Rubbermaid <laughs> trick works flawlessly every time. Met <laughs> with silence. A lot of silence this episode. It's, it's like, my catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> That's your signature move to inspire silence. I quieted the room. And I have initiated a vacuum of comedy. All right, we want to do this last ad. Yeah, let's do it. We want to do it. This ad is sent by Jason Weiser. It's custom Strat, not Fender. It's in Platte City, Missouri. We're hitting the Midwest hard this episode. Is that how you spell hobbyist? No, it's no, not. No, it's not. But it needs to be set up hobbyist slash enthusiast. It's the hobbyist guitar you're likely to come across. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for more of a hobbyer guitar, personally. Uh, hobbyist is just a little too much hobby for me. Hobby? How do you spell hobbyist? That's gonna just hobbyist. Right? Hobby and then I-S-T. Uh, custom neck, custom body, artistic pickguard, hand-painted. Yeah. Um, I like this body. I do. I, this pickguard is... Oh man, Ew. the pit guard is too much. It looks like they did like a blood splatter, like sort of like splatter paint sort of thing on it. It's dope. Reminds me know. of the pink slime from Ghostbusters too. It's yeah. perfect. Well, the the body, yeah, but like also, I don't understand this neck, this dragon inlay neck. Yeah, I I I look at this. And I'm like, I like that paint job. I like this swirly pink and purple thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. easy to swap that pickguard out and put, you know, just the flat white on there. Or parchment would look really good on this. Yeah. But then, yeah, that neck. My here's my thought on the neck. With this amount of detail put into the neck with the inlay, 
it's got to be a good player, right? It's got to be a decent playing neck. No one would put that amount of effort into a neck that's not good, right? I mean, it depends on what custom neck means because there's companies that make whole entire acoustic guitars covered in inlays that look like this. Sure. Esteban and has a line of guitars that are horrible that have inlays like that, so I don't think that those things are... You don't think it matters that no, much? They got some factory farting them out. I think that people will do anything to anything, regardless of its merit. So <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> you that, can quote me on that. <laughs> that will probably become a line on the show. People will do anything, anything to, to anything. anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at it I'm like 350, you get a cool body, and there might be a decent playing neck in there with a really gaudy yeah. inlay. Do it's, love that body. It's got this, you know, like Chinese restaurant, like Chinese dragon sort of motif going on mm. with the inlay. Is that a koi fish? What is that in the middle there? That's the middle of the body. Oh, see, I got, see the dragon is. You got the, the dragon head, and it disappears, and it like wraps I around. Mean, I mean, like I, I don't mean to begrudge. Like the style is not for me, but I think the work is nice. The work is really great, and I, I don't begrudge the skill it takes to do something like that, sure. but it's just not All something right. I'm interested in. Money talks. What do you pay for this? I feel I feel like 350 is fair. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, if you look at it as a bucket mm. of parts, like, try getting a neck and a body for 350 from, like, you know, like, a parts company. I, I'm not going to cu- put a value on this custom, until I know what not fender means. Custom neck, custom body, that doesn't mean anything. This this bridge set up here, this is this is a squire that's, at that's best. A, yeah, that's, that's a bargain a barrel bridge. part for uh, sure. Which right. to me also means that this pit guard, this is a single, single pipe ply pit guard probably. Oh, those are squire the, pickups. For squire. How, how can yeah. you tell? Look at those tiny ass pole pieces. Just it's definitely like just because they're little, you don't think they're good. It definitely little things like can import. be good. <laughs> like I'm not gonna say it. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's bad, but it's definitely like budget. Like this is all budget stuff. Super okay, budget. yeah. The neck, the neck is chintzy to me. Like it's just kind of like gaudy for the sake of nothing. I love this body. I think the body's great. I all love the body. body. What okay? What what would we pay for the body? One hundred and fifty. I'm saying one fifty to two hundred for the whole thing. I put the neck on eBay. Get what I can get for it. Everything else becomes parts bucket. Reuse cents. the body. I feel like I'm on prices right. <laughs> I'll do a dollar. <laughs> Every once in a while, I the dollar person you. wins. Just the freakiest thing about the prices yeah. right. That's nuts. People really don't know what RVs cost. <laughs> Not like us. We know exactly what RVs cost. It's like, I keep up in the RV market. I'm always reading RV Trader. I'm just looking for that next excuse to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> Start living my life on the open road, amigo. <laughs> well, we did it, guys. We did another ad. We did it. Mike, you survived the longest podcasting session we've the done in a longest. long time. It's midnight now. Is no, it really? it's not. No, it's, it's, it's 8 Oh, that's on your picture. It's 11.35. Oh, my God. It's 11.35. All right. Tell us about the song, Steve. Uh, this week's song was sent by Co Schneider. He says, here's the freshest song I've written for my new band. Not sure what so to call fresh. it yet. Guitars, bass, baritone, and vocals are me. Drums are my body, my buddy, Julio. Song is called I'm Like You. Oh, not sure what we are called yet. Not He's not sure what the band is oh. called yet. But the song is called I'm Like You. 
Well, this is Coach Schneier from the Flippin' Flippers podcast. I'm excited to hear this baritone work. And, uh, yep, there you go. Well, you're going to have to listen in after I edit this episode. All right. I'll be there. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Stay grounded.